0: Worldwide obesity has nearly tripled since 1975. And most of the world's population live in countries where being overweight and obese is actually more likely to kill you than being underweight. So we're effectively eating ourselves to death. This is episode five of the Build Your Instincts podcast. You're here with David Crane and Lachlan Simpson. This one, we are tackling the question of why we are fat and hungry. And as a society, we seem to be moving in direction of more negative health outcomes than positive even though we live in a society that is the most well researched and has the most information that we currently have to date. We talk about how we've over-engineered our food systems and industry for ultimate convenience and how this is potentially detrimental to our health. We also talk about how we can construct a good health and feeding routine at a personal level and how we can create habits around building more awareness to drive better outcomes around those systems as well if you're enjoying the podcast please leave us a review or rating on either apple or spotify and you can reach out via instagram our handles are in the show notes or you can hit us up at instinct-coaching.com enjoy the episode guys this is the build your instincts podcast with david crane and lachlan simpson One thing I would say is like how distracted we are, and like how distracted our lives are, and how that's kind of created a bit of um, like just weird nervous system states. And, and it can be really hard to like interpret what your body, like how your body's feeling, and what sort of signals it's getting. Um, so it kind of reminded me of that. But
1: yeah. yeah, maybe that's a good place to jump off. Yeah, 100%.
0: Straight so up. I straight in, yeah. Um, I think we are like it is tricky because we're we've got these lives that are really accessible now, and like I work primarily online at the moment. Um, you do a bit of online work, but essentially, Instinct is an online coaching business. We do do it in person as well, but primarily online. And um, one of the big positives of that is we can reach a lot of people, and we can have Um, access to you know a lot of really cool people that we would normally be able to access if you know they're in the same country and even just being able to chat to friends and stuff in other countries or in other time zones whatever is really cool i think one of the downsides of that is that we're always sort of just pinging this level of like um you know we're always expecting to you know be like um like aroused by something like whether it's like a little message that comes up or um work pops up or like you know we can just anywhere we are essentially if we've got a phone in our pocket we can be interrupted or you know for better or worse by something that we need to do or someone need to chat to kind of thing so when we're like when we're trying to create like i've been thinking a lot about recently just creating like a really good routine and that like routine and and sort of setting up a good schedule for me has always been like there's been a bit of friction there Um, because I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to be so rigid that I, you know, I do this at certain times or whatever. And I just don't think my brain works like that. Mm -hmm. But I think one thing I've sort of landed on, and this will kind of bring us into like, you know, food schedules and stuff like that, which I think is a big part of it as well. But like having rigidity for the most part, but then bringing creativity into that as well. So, like having a a routine i think especially around feeding schedules um which is something maybe we can chat on as well but having that routine in place but also allowing creativity to to you know overlay that so that we can um you know pivot or do things that um maybe need doing that are outside of our schedule or whatever
1: yeah i think that that model goes for most things in life i think that's the same with training i think the same with eating i think it's the same with governing like your your systems around how you operate day to day is like yeah unfortunately without rigidity routine and structure like you will get you won't go anywhere you'll just stay in the same place you might have different experiences but you you won't be moving in the direction that you potentially desire Mm. but then at the same time if you have too much of that like you don't experience life yeah life's novelties and life's enjoyments um and i think that's like the, the active like say an effective training design or an effective eating way of eating i don't want to say eating strategy but like way of eating mm. is like yeah having these systems in place that afford you the ability to go in the direction you want to go but then mm. yeah that level of novelty that level of creativity that keeps you engaged in the process and keeps you engaged in in life itself.
0: Yeah, 100%. So today we're chatting about um, why we are fat and hungry <laughs> as a society. Uh, yeah, like I guess like Lockie and I, we've really uh, puzzled a lot over our years of coaching and knowing each other as to why, like, our society is sort of has this um, inverse relationship between we're getting more knowledgeable, where we're the most advanced we've ever been up until this date. Um, we have access to these amazing technologies and we simultaneously are getting like worse on the scale of like biomarkers, blood markers. Uh, we're becoming more deconditioned. We are basically just becoming fat and hungry, mm. um, which is weird. It's like this kind of weird um, thing to observe, especially in the fitness industry one thing like I wanted to start with is like, it's really funny. I think, and Lockie, you'll probably share this as well. Like when I got started with coaching and like, I sort of just started out doing PTs and um, group fitness classes and boot camps and shit like that. Um, it's really exciting because you like, we're obviously both very passionate about health and passionate about helping people. Um, and you get exposure to working with lots of different types of people. And then over the first, like, couple of years you sort of start to come to realize that like the large majority of the population is is really really deconditioned and they're also for the most part pretty confused about what to do with their health Mm. and it's it's this interesting sort of um thing because like i was really lucky enough to grow up in a family that really prioritized health we had really good um habits around eating healthy i grew up with a lot of sports you know played a lot of sports growing up and you were kind of the same So we're sort of sheltered in this um, just by, you know, our upbringings and obviously our our passions and and disciplines with fitness and training. Um, You sort of end up in this bit of a bubble where you you think most people are like that Uh, and probably most people listening to this are going to be in that boat as well. But the reality is if you work with a lot of people, especially if you work with general populations, you do, it is quite like alarming how deconditioned people are and how like confused are about their health, kind of thing. Mm. So, yeah, it's um, I don't know if we're gonna have any answers, but I think it's always <laughs> a it's a interesting thing to discuss because it sort of surrounds this idea of like what health is and and kind of where we're going, um, with our health and and like what sort of things are sort of impacting that
1: as well. Mm. I think you said it really well before. Like we have this society that we're operating in at the moment has so much, so much, like we'll just put, leave it at that. Like there's so mm. much volume of information of food of whatever it is. It's like flooding our senses and our, our way of operating. And it's so hard for us to discern in between that what's right. And I think that's where like, we've got all this quantity, but the quality of what's actually being conveyed or the, the quality mm. of what's being executed is just not there. Um, and like, I'll always think back on times when it could have potentially been sim- simpler, and fantasize about the know, paleolithic <laughs> era. And like, oh, I would have been so much better than mine. I <laughs> highly doubt that it was. But like, I think yeah. that idea of not having all the options is actually quite nice. Um, yeah, I think the amount of options is really cool. But I think um, it's hard for us to discern, yeah, which options are right for us in that in that market um and yeah i guess the the ability to navigate that is what will create like success in whether it be a nutritional approach or training approach yeah 100
0: yeah i kind of think about that like we're sort of like we're we're so good at engineering our survival that we've like over-engineered it at this point and yeah. it's like keeps going in that direction um and maybe this is like a pessimistic view to take but i feel like we're we've engineered ourselves into overconvenience, and Mm. um even like with the invention of exercise um like that's a thing that we didn't always have to do but obviously Mm. training and exercise is really good and it's this man-made thing that we've had to put in place to um keep our bodies healthy yeah offset (laughs) offset. all the
1: other things we brought in
0: yeah after the industrial (laughs) revolution right yeah 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 so yeah i i agree like i think um there's like this i I didn't want to bring him up but it's like this there's this character on social media at the moment that i'm sure people are very aware of called liver king (laughs) and he's like he goes the next 30 minutes (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll just like pin this here and do another whole episode of liver king but effectively um, touting this like ancestral lifestyle sort of way of eating and eating a lot of raw meats, which we're certainly not going to be agreeing with um, in its entirety. Uh, But obviously like there's some principles there that I think are are valid in terms of like getting back to a simpler lifestyle. And as you said, like all the food options we have are really useful um, but it can be a bit of a superpower to almost know what to ignore now versus yeah. Um, you know, like you need to have that filter. And often for a lot of people, like that filter comes from working with a coach or working with a nutritionist or yeah. um, whoever it is, right? So yeah, our food systems, um, they're kind of an interesting place now where we've got like all these really hyper palatable foods. Um, and this is kind of creating a scenario, I think, where we, because it is so accessible for the most part, um you know we live in australia we've got obviously really good access to a lot of um you know really wide range of foods kind of thing um but yeah a lot of it is really convenient a lot of it's really hyper palatable and at the end of the day like if you're tired if you're run down it's really hard like anyone it's really hard to make good decisions And your body, just biologically speaking, biochemically speaking, is going to be pushing you towards those easier options because it wants to survive and it wants to- Conserve energy. Conserve energy, exactly. Uh, And really, like even just before, like I was feeling, I'm feeling a bit tired today, right? And I just went and had like an LCM bar and feeling a bit better, but (laughs) probably not a good long-term strategy. (laughs) Like I should probably just be getting some more sleep. So yeah, so that's kind of the first point I think we wanted to go back and forth yeah. on is like our food systems um, and yeah, like just this abundance of uh, really hyper palatable foods.
1: Um, yeah. The, the yeah. quote that like comes up for me there is we're overfed and undernourished. Mm, yeah. Like we, we are consuming far more calories than we ever would have because yeah, as you said, they're very available. They're hyper palatable, they're easier these options to consume the highly processed Mm. foods that have got like the engineered so that we eat a lot of them. The the quantities of fat and salt and carbohydrate that are super palatable for us. That makes us keep coming back, Mm. but they provide us with less and less nutritional value from like a micronutrient mineral standpoint. Um, Yeah. And also I would, probably bring protein in there. Like a lot of these options don't necessarily have much protein, which is super satiating, which regulates our hunger signals telling us not to eat more food. Whereas yeah. the carbohydrates and fats don't do that. You'll continually eat until you, yeah. you've way surpassed your caloric needs for that day.
0: Yeah. If you've ever eaten a packet of chips, you'll know exactly what we're talking yeah. about.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Versus going to like a, like a Churrasco. Like yeah. <laughs> that, that shit will slow you up quick.
0: What is if it you ask her for those people who don't know?
1: A Brazilian barbecue. And they do, they still do a pretty oh good job God. to get you eat a fair bit. They've put so much salt on that food, but there is like, yeah, there's a big difference of like going all you can eat pizza and all you can eat meat. Like pizza, you could just keep going and you're just like, you still feel really ill. But you could keep eating. Whereas you keep meat, doing it. Yeah, Whereas meat, you're like, I'm probably going to die. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Your body's like, no, we've had oh, enough. Like, oh, there's oh. biological mechanisms in place so that are like pushing you away from that food when, you, actually, when you've had
1: enough. I, I can't remember who was talking about it for a while, but it's the um, the protein limit hypothesis that you will literally you will keep eating, you yeah. will continue to eat food until you've met your body's needs of protein per day.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is kind of skewed now because because we do have all these really processed foods that, yeah, like that are interrupting that balance of like ghrelin and leptin with your hunger hormones. And, and even like insulin, I think plays a big part in that as well. Like one thing, like a conversation I often have with my clients around just balancing their sort of energy through the day. Cause I feel like that is a big part of making good decisions around your health Mm. is like, okay, like let's like, you know, what's your sort of blood sugar profile look like without, you know, like pricking them and talking about like um, blood work data, but just broadly speaking, like, are you snacking on a lot of really high sugary stuff because you're mm-hmm. tired and then you're like introducing that blood sugar spike, the and then that uptake of um glucose, and so that's pushing your insulin up, and like that is a really it's almost like this roller coaster because you're yeah. really like up and down with your energy. Um, yeah, but all, a lot of those the snacks, little rackets. yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah, so um, yeah, it's like it's, it's, it's a really hard battle to, um, to balance out if you, if you're doing that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Um, there's like a really good tip there. It's like making sure that you're, even if you are having a snack, that it's well balanced macronutriently. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Counter this idea that we're fat and hungry is yeah. Make sure that you're eating like in every single meal that you consume a balance of macronutrients. Yeah. 100% not just carbohydrate like that you are having some satiating fats and proteins to slow down digestion and also feel more satiated long-term
0: yeah yeah and it's like yeah it just comes back to the um the old like glycemic index as well like eating low gi foods um you know if we're talking about just through the day in like with a you know general sort of food intake that can be a really good strategy just to make sure that you're not um, spiking insulin too high, um, mm. or like making sure that like the rate of the, you know, glucose actually going into your system is, is a bit slower. Like it's mm. more complex in carbohydrate structures. So they're yeah. not, um, overloading your system. And then
1: you're getting that crash as well. Mm. Well, I know we don't, like, we're not going to go too deep on this particular topic today because it will be here for a while. But like one thing that's really useful there, and it's, I've found a lot of utility in it is, like everyone will respond to this is carbohydrates specifically. will respond to carbohydrates differently. So Mm. like you eating a bowl of oats versus me eating a bowl of oats could be processed completely different. I could have a larger blood sugar response than you from eating that same meal. Um, So I think a really useful thing for people to do there is like, you could like nerd out and get like a, a blood glucose monitor and monitor all that and see the specific foods that you react highly to. but the most effective thing I found is like literally just writing down how you feel in the say even like 30 minute to three hour window after eating a particular food. Um, yeah. And like, for me, I know if I have oats, but I don't have many fat, if I don't have much fat or protein in it, like I will crash really hard.
0: Yeah. Versus yeah, now, I know sure. that if
1: I have say some egg yolks in the oats with milk, I'll be fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Getting like, those fats in,
1: yeah as well and yeah i think it's it's different food to food um and you kind of have to figure that out for yourself that's part of the process of learning yeah what works best for you to control those blood sugar highs and lows
0: yeah and as you said like it can just be something really simple like as having a bit of a food log or a food diary where you um you go through a bit of a process of like figuring out okay like how these foods make me feel like you know, what kind of energy markers, what's my mood like afterwards and just sort of catalog it like that. Totally. Yeah. Um, What do you think about like as far as like having a bit of a food, um, you know, like it's in in the front of my mind because like intermittent fasting is like a really hot topic at the moment. Mm. It has been for a while, I suppose. And effectively, people who don't know what that's about, it's basically just setting a time window that you eat in, um, so you're intermittently going through a period of basically not eating. So fasting. Um, so you've got a feeding window and then you've got a, um, fasting window. Lockie, you've played around with a bit of like fasting before. I haven't as much, but what do you think about that? Just in terms of, um, leveraging it to set up a good, like, uh, you know, routine around your food.
1: Mm. Do you think it's worthwhile or not really? Not really. Yeah. It might be for some people. I don't want to say that it's not worthwhile at all because it could perfectly work for people. And I know that it does work for some people. Um, It wouldn't be my first recommendation. Um, Primarily based on the fact that I think that like operating at a higher level, you know, in a state where you can perform more readily is more important than fasting. Yeah, I think having energy available so that you can utilize it and maximize output is more important than, than the other side of things.
0: Would you say it's more like just about setting up a good, um, like routine around your food in terms of like breakfast, lunch, dinner or.
1: Yeah. 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 That's super important. I think it's like still having a routine in place that you can like follow a strategy, you know, you're eating at similar times of the day, um, that work well for your schedule and then also your output of energy. Um, But I think like in terms of fasting, people will jump on this bandwagon of intermittent fasting and like they might train at seven in the morning and then not eat till like 12 or one, which I think Mm. is super like irresponsible. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not (laughs) smart at all. (laughs) Like your goal, especially if your goal is to like, train well and get a positive adaptation from that it's like probably the worst thing that you could be doing
0: yeah yeah not to mention like getting hangry and like just ripping people's heads off as well yeah
1: yeah and i think with uh, i don't want to bash on fasting too much but like if you look at the people that are touting fasting like they might be saying that they have higher levels of productivity in the morning but they might not be training they might not be having like these they Mm. might not have desires to train that hard and they're purely just looking at their output from productivity and them not having to eat throughout the morning might literally just mean that they don't waste an hour to an hour and a half cooking, preparing, and eating food. Yeah. Like, if you look at it from that standpoint, you get an extra 90 minutes to do work. Like, yeah, of course you're going to be more productive.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think as well, like, um, like, one thing to touch on there without going into it too much is, like, there's a difference between, like, like it, it does have a different effect on your adrenals as well. And like mm. what you might be experiencing is like more, you're getting more adrenaline, you're getting more, um, like you're, you're getting more cortisol potentially because you're not eating. And like that's giving you the energy versus yeah. actually processing food and getting energy from
1: glucose effectively from the yeah. um, carbs or whatever. So yeah. Maybe this is I, a I, where I where we could segue into like, like our ability our ability to be self-aware regarding our body's needs and interpreting its signals is so skewed at mm. the moment that what we're well, perce- what we're experiencing, like your experience doesn't necessarily match up to what's actually happening.
0: Like yeah,
1: biologically in the system. So like, yeah, I could experience fasting for four weeks and say this is the best thing in the world, but under the hood, it's like, yeah, a nightmare. I made my cortisol to the roof um running Mm. stress hormones just like that's what's getting me through the morning maybe that's why i'm feeling better yeah at that period um but it goes to the same with food like um like your desire to eat food like the the hunger signals like we spoke about before could literally just be your inability to manage blood glucose levels yeah exactly not your actual need for calories yeah yeah definitely Yeah.
0: And like, I guess with all these like food systems and stuff or or like ways to organize eating, I guess, to to put it really simply, like it just, I think it requires um, a bit of trial and error, but also like, as you said, just like a really um, good feedback loop. So like making sure Mm -hmm. that what you're experiencing isn't just like, as you said, like that funny trick of like, yes, I don't have to prepare a meal, then I'm probably going to have more time. And like, that's leading me to be more productive. Like, that may be true and valid, but like just realize where that's coming from versus like being like, Oh my God, like this is the answer. Like it's, yeah. it's intermittent fasting. It's solved all my problems kind of thing. Like it may have, but just realize why it has <laughs> kind of thing.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. I, yeah. cause I like, I struggle to, and like, I'm really interested in nutrition. I've looked at a lot of stuff around it and studied it. And like, I mm. struggle to like, if you ask me what exactly happens when intermittent fasting, I would struggle to answer that question. And most people that are saying that intermittent fasting is good for them or whatever insert X diet, like have no (laughs) clue what is going on. cellular like at the cellular level. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, okay, if it works for you, cool. That works for you. That's a good strategy that you've put in place that allows you to manage whatever um, targets you're trying to keep under control, whether it be body comp performance.
0: Mm.
1: But I think it's so by individual, it's going to change from person to person. Um, like I've kind of gone back on like giving people nutritional advice because what works for me, isn't going to work for you. It might, I might be able to lend some light or some experience on what might be able to help you work out what works best for you.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think, yeah. Like it's for me, a lot of the time it's just setting up like a good system for the individual and like not, like obviously like first of all, to be clear, like I'm not a nutritionist. I didn't study nutrition. I'm not a dietitian. Um, but outside of that, like, it's just about like setting up a good system for them and Mm. also setting up a good feedback loop for them, whether that's like checking in with a food diary and even like, I literally had this conversation yesterday with the client, like just getting them to track food. Not really because I'm super, you know, um, you know like adamant about the numbers but it's more just like it creates a mindful practice around thinking about what you're eating and like nine times out of ten when i track my food like i'm going through a period now where i'm like really obsessed with tracking my food again (laughs) which is funny because like i'm the same i'm doing it at the moment as well yeah Exactly yeah, and I go through these periods where I'm like I need to track everything and it's like really enjoyable and then I go through these periods where i 'm like i don't give a fuck what I'm like as long as I'm like performing well and I'm like pretty lean my body composition and I'm, my mood's good, then that's fine but um, whenever I go through these periods of tracking it always creates uh like it, it immediately cleans things up because I'm just aware of what I'm eating and I'm aware of like where my habits are mm. um, and, you know, where I might be like stuffing things up just because I'm tired or, you know, if I'm snacking in the afternoon mm. or stuff, stuff like that. So
1: here is potentially yeah. like the mic drop of this conversation is <laughs> I'm ready. We are <laughs> fat and hungry as a society purely based on a lack of awareness.
0: Oof, yeah. I mean, we should have said it at the start. I could have said this this whole
1: life. That's outside sort of, a of, of good, conversation. I think. I think that's just like broader. Like we're living in weird times where it's so easy for us to lose our ability to be aware of what's going on mm. in our experience. And I think you put it so perfectly then, like the act of observation, observing what mm. is going on in your experience Is single-handedly the most powerful thing you can do to take control of your health.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That is that is really like the the crux of it, right? Like all these things around it, because like it's it's all internal, right? Like all the like all the, the the way you interpret everything, like the the lens you see the world through, is like that's your internal systems. Like it can be really easily narrowed that aperture of your, like your lens can be like easily narrowed by stress and emotions and stuff like that. And that can lead to different behaviors and whatever. But, um, effectively like that's, it's, it's really about that awareness. And if we can create habits around like, you know, whatever we're trying to apply that to and whatever feels relevant for the individual to be consistent with, then Mm. that's all we're doing. Like, yeah, as you said, like, I think that's, that is really the the mic drop of the whole thing. Um, Mm let's chat about distractions real quick. And like, um, cause we kind of started with it earlier cause it's probably cause I was distracted about the, the points we're going to talk about, but, um, <laughs> let's, let's try, chat about that. Cause I think for me, at least, um, when I'm distracted with like different tasks or like, you know, just like, again, cause a lot of my work is digital. Um, it's really easy to be like pushed and pulled in different directions. And like, I, you know, it's easier to talk about social media because that's a really easy example and everyone's kind of on it, but it's not all social media. It's definitely just, um, just the, the digital age we we'll live in, I suppose. But to come back to my point, like when we're distracted, I think it is really hard to interpret those, um, internal signals and like, you know, what our body's sort of telling us biologically. And, um, again, like a conversation I have with clients sometimes is like, interpreting hunger signals and like are you really hungry um or are you bored kind of thing at work and are you just snacking because you're bored because like we've all been there like if you're if you're doing a boring task or whatever you you start feeling hungry and you're like might have a snack i might go and just reward myself with a little little something to to snack on so yeah it's like it's tricky um because again like we need to you know go and do our jobs and whatever, but, um, trying to set up a bit of a, like a, a schedule. And again, tying this back into the point of like having a food, like a food schedule where you said earlier, like trying to eat around the same times and stuff like that, that can be a really good strategy. Um, also like making sure that you're blocking things out through the day so that you can have, like a more linear process to, to be doing things versus bouncing around a lot. Like I know we like chatted about that real briefly before we jump on here, but um, that I think makes a massive difference for me. Uh, yeah. And for a lot of people I've worked with, just with how you can actually be more in touch with how you're feeling, not like in a, in a woo-woo sense, like how are you feeling today kind of thing, but like, just genuinely, like, are you hungry? Are you bored? Um, are you like a bit stressed? And, and then like using that as a bit of a navigation tool to make good choices around um, particularly eating habits, but also like how you're moving and, and um, yeah, just how you're doing everything, I suppose.
1: Yeah. I I a hundred percent agree with that. I think that's a great like idea for people to try and employ. It's almost like treating your experience as some form of science experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're implementing this variable to see what outcome that will produce. And like, I I don't know, at the moment, I'm kind of really into that. Like, I'm really excited about doing that for myself and helping other people do that. Um, Mm. But that could be like the smallest thing. It's like, okay, well, what would happen? How would my energy feel if I did, like if I did implement five meals at the same time every single day, like do do that for two weeks, see how you feel. I don't yeah. maybe out with the bathwater because it didn't work after one day. Yeah. yeah. And even like, if you're looking at habit change, like if we start talking about habit change around nutrition and stuff like that, it takes 28 days to implement a habit and ingrain a habit. Yeah. So try something for that length of time, see how you respond to it. If you respond positively to it, keep doing that thing, implement another thing. If you respond negatively to it, ask why, like what, why did that, maybe I'll change that. Maybe I'll work with that. Um, and mm. I think that is, that's the goal. I think that that's what that's self-cultivation is. I think that's what um, is super important. And like, as, as the more variables you can control, the more easily you can dictate the outcome. Like you said, having these, like yeah. blocks of how you're organizing your time and organizing your life. And I'm sitting here now speaking to myself as well. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I really struggle with this and I've struggled with it for a while. And like the times I get it right, man, it just feels so good and yeah, yeah it's a nice reminder for me as well to, to try and get on top of some of those things um but yeah even with the, the food tracking like i've been doing that again more recently same as you um mm. and i can tangibly feel the difference between when i like change something in my nutritional strategies and i can observe that and see what changed
0: yeah and that's yeah exactly right because you you're measuring it and so like it's that old like saying like what what gets measured gets managed. And Mm. um, again, like we're not like really, you know, hammering on about tracking or whatever. Kind of like, I guess for most people, when I implement a strategy like tracking their food, it's really about getting them to track it enough so they are really conscious of it and then not tracking it for a bit or like giving a bit of a break from tracking, Mm. but just really building their like um, awareness of where their like pitfalls are with their habits, maybe where they're like, Um, again just like where they're not aware of like maybe what they're eating or habits around their eating like they're they're getting really tired in the afternoon around the 3 p.m or something like that so they're like snacking on a bunch of shit and like that's really pushing their calories up over the week kind of thing so again it's like really just creating a bit of a um, thing to be able to measure it and then with the goal of like creating a learning experience from that and then ultimately a a platform to build more awareness of like their system and like what kind of stuff affects their system. Cause I feel like, again, this is like sort of tying into the bigger picture with like why we're fat and hungry kind of thing. I feel like a lot of the confusion is just because there's like so much stimuli, like stimuli in our environments now. And, and part of that is like the internet obviously, but also just cause we interact typically with a lot more people now, if you, you know, go into a physical workplace, Or even online, like if you're working in an organization online, we have so much stimuli and like that can be like figuring out, and again, like I don't have the answers here, but like figuring out how to have some filtration process um, so you can protect your time, but also um, not get overloaded and feel like you're you're sort of going back into that trench of, okay, I'm getting like overwhelmed, getting overloaded let's start like comfort eating to get myself out of that a little bit. Cause I understand that. I'm like, yeah, I like do it. Everyone does it. Aid. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: Right. Um, and I think, dopamine waves. yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a lot of hormonal processes at place there that um, I think can be super unfavorable and it, that can be really like a cascading event. And I think you see this with the large majority of people where you're like, how did you get to that point in your health? And it's like, it's not, it's typically not like a, well, maybe it is for some people that have a really bad thing happen in their life and then they go, you know, down a really bad path with their health. You know, that's another story. But like, I think for most people, it's a very slow process. Um, like even observing like the social media thing, like you're just on Instagram and I'm like, why did I open Instagram? <laughs> like all of a sudden I'm just scrolling and it's just like, <laughs> Anyway, um, but it, yeah, the point I'm trying to get to is like it's a it can be a very gradual process. So um, having that those things in there that keep you aware of your like or have a bit of a catalog of like, okay, what, what are my feedback loops in my life look like? Um, and, you know, how can I stay on top of things so I can make good decisions consistently with my health? Mm. Not about creating the perfect health outcome or whatever, but like just, you know, making sure that we can, more or less move, in, move back in a positive direction of
1: of better health, I think. All right, let's quick spitfire three takeaways. I would say one would be getting some form of management strategy in place where you can observe what you're doing on a daily basis and start to make some judgments based off that. And that can be anything. I think that's, that's kind of one really key thing that you could be doing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I think a big one for me would be like trying to have a bit of a routine and like sticking to that routine. Mm. Um, because I think that that starts to set up other systems in your life that will allow you to, um, make good choices with your health and like, you know, give you that consistent energy to be able to actually, you know, make, cause like, again, we all fall on off the wagon, whatever, but like, it really comes down to how consistent you can be in the long run, I think.
1: Mm. And I would say three would be hiring a coach, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you exactly. can't see what you can't see. I think that's a really big factor is like you, the, we have our biases and we will see what we want to see. And like, oftentimes it does require a friend, a family member, a coach, whatever it is to shed some lights and perspective that we might not necessarily have available or have access to, um, I think it's a super powerful process to go through that and and um, kind of yeah help someone else or get someone else to help you dissect what might be going on in that that why we're fat and hungry scenario. <laughs> I'm not saying that yeah, you're why why am I fat and hungry? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should have started with why we are fat. And why movie. are we fat?
1: And <laughs> I think it's because we need a fast fast more.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm deaf. or maybe just drink more coffee. We could just balance it out. And Probably.
1: It. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right sweet all right we'll dive in more another time but for now that's it that's why we're fat hungry and um as always if you have any questions hit us up you can uh shoot us a email at instinct coaching um david and lachlan or um leave a comment i guess yeah leave a review yeah
1: leave a review that'd be good yeah
0: yeah yeah and um That's where you can find us.
1: So, yeah. For now, stay jacked and well-fed, not fat and hungry.
0: (laughs) Perfect.